Before we begin, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Amazon Music for partnering with me on this episode of Chasing Creativity, but more on this later. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Chasing Creativity. Today we have with us the wonderful Tracy D'Souza. You know her from Girly Appa and now you know her from Oh My Girls. Welcome to Chasing Creativity. Tracy, lovely to have you here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad I finally get to get, uh, be on this podcast. I've been seeing clips of it and I'm like, when is Kiran going to call me? <laughs> of course, Kiran would call you sooner or later. How can I have a podcast without you, Tracy? Thank you so much. Pleasure to see what unravels. So let's start from the very beginning. Where did Tracy grow up? Uh, I am uh, Amchi Mumbai. Okay. Uh, kar, yeah, I'm, I'm a Mumbai kar girl, uh, born and brought up here. Uh, I actually stayed abroad for a while, but I think the heart always wants to come back to Mumbai. Despite the maddening traffic these days, I think I would really want to, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't see myself traveling away from Mumbai. You've always been here and you grew up here, you studied here, you stayed yes. abroad for a while. How did you get into content creation? How did it happen to you? So, um, I actually, my journey has been really interesting because I have switched professions multiple times. I started as a choreographer. I used to teach dance. Uh-huh. Uh, then I was training men at a gym. Lovely. I was a fitness trainer. Post that I met Pralad Kakkar uh, and I worked with him in advertising for seven years. And after that, when I was sort of, uh, I mean, YouTube started catching on and I was like, this is where the future seems to be. And uh, I met Arunab, fortunately. And then it's history. I mean, the rest of it is history. I started with like, uh, I was doing brand solutions for them. And then Goliapa happened. So how did the idea of Goliapa come? Because I know I loved it when it was around and it was so ahead of its times. So I think uh, as a girl, uh, wanting to create something around girls becomes very natural. And fortunately, I had a wonderful team. So and I had the right backing. And TVF is a house where I think the most, I think, creative geniuses, uh, especially from the digital space, who pioneered even web shows. Uh, you know, uh, so we had the best backing and uh, support system. So it had it was a natural progression. Mm-hmm. How did you manage to put out such incredible content every single day? In terms of, uh, I think, how did that you know that process be? Did you have like a team that sat? So um, you know, in terms of a creative process, it is what are the pain points that uh, girls face. What, uh, in terms of writers, in terms of uh, social media, uh, you know, creators that we had, all of us as a team, what did we feel affected us a lot? And those are the topics that we spoke about. We were sort of uh, seeping into uh, pop culture references, uh, things that were in the news at the moment, all of that. Like, I mean, most of our viral videos, if you see. Yeah, so all of our, I mean, uh, viral videos were... uh, you know, ideas that were, for one, very relatable to all the girls. And no one was really speaking to them, uh, speaking about those ideas, especially, uh, you know, in, in the manner we were sort of bringing it out. It was, I think in terms of humor, I think the best way that it was treated. It made you relate. It made you remember. And that is very important. And that's why a lot of the videos still stay 
relevant today and uh, some of the dialogues are still popular even today lovely now tracy that you've begun your own thing and you started oh my girls tell us about the journey of you as an entrepreneur in the creative space i mean one it's a very difficult journey especially if you're doing something alone because you have your own um, learnings that you know you come with and especially for me i i was at the peak of my career when i decided to quit uh, you know tvf goliapa for me i felt like okay you know i'm going to go out and take over the world now that i've had so much of experience i have a great network but i've realized it's very difficult when you try to build something in uh, the notions that you have in terms of this is how it should be uh, because the world functions on their own wavelength people that you work with communicate with build on their own wavelength i've had uh, you know offers where people want to invest in my business but when you come to the terms it's like you know the i always want to uh, retain creative liberty because i understand the pulse of the audience i understand what works i've had that experience so when it comes to monies and creativity it it comes very difficult to find the balance and especially if you're doing it alone it's even more difficult finding the right people that you can sync with who also buy into your vision understand where the future is headed uh, it's so important to find the right people so have you managed to find the right team fortunately i have uh, it's been an uh, ongoing experience <laughs> i've uh, had people that i have sort of trained i've had people who uh, supported me lifted me up i also have people that i have given breaks to who uh, sometimes don't reply to messages it's all <laughs> part of the uh, learning and uh, but things have got better now this year has been fortunately really good and uh, as a community we've been growing we've been organically growing which i really like for a community that has just like 2000 plus followers our reach is 2 million uh, and um, so those are really good numbers and organically so i feel like there's so much of potential if i do uh, what other creators do i think then the numbers will be really really drastic and uh i mean drastic in a good way in so, a good yeah, way yeah yeah in a good way how, what is your creative strategy how do you trash it out is it like a weekly process that you'll put out this content or do you sort of uh, go with what is topical at the moment how does it work for you is it a blend of both of these it's a things? blend of both so what happens is that i mean uh, there is a programming in place we understand the days that are coming we also uh, have ideas that we want to create content around so we try and program that in the days to come while we are doing that sometimes there might be something that just happens or just trends like mr ori i'm a liver uh, so cold bladder <laughs> so when things like that happen so it's very topical so we just jump into it because it sort of gives us also and and of course i mean we try and uh, sort of do a one up on it most of the time rather than sort of feeding into the trend process wise like i mean ideas go through a lot of reiterations constantly and uh, i have writers who scripted as well i have a social media team and now our strategy is very different right for youtube is different for uh, social is different because the audiences i mean it could be overlapping but i think also when you're speaking to a younger generation then i think the tonality the way you speak is also very different mm -hmm. um so i'm also learning the gen z <laughs> lingo i just learned this word riz 
and I was like, I'm rizzing now. So what yeah. is riz? Sin. So riz is basically, I think, like slaying, but with more fashion in it. I, I'm assuming. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to use that in one of my captions. Like I'm rizzing. No, it's nice. But the intention is not to. But yeah, charisma is good. When you're creating content for girls in India, and that is such a diverse cohort, there is no uniform. Indian girl, there is the Indian, North Indian girl, there's a urban Indian girl, there's a small town Indian girl, there's the urban Indian girl, but who comes from a certain, probably a middle class background or sobo girl is very different from a girl from Daisar. How do you make content that will appeal to all these very diverse kinds of girls? It's such a valid question and it's a very difficult answer, you know, because the thing is that what I've learned from personal experiences only when you experiment of course we start off with a tg that we have in mind but uh, i think you know a lot of what we do is experimenting putting out content seeing what works seeing the data behind it and then understanding that okay strategy wise this needs to change this could get better um, this works better for this audience and also the thing is that i mean i would love to be I mean, I would love to create content for everybody, but I feel like you can't make everyone happy. Uh, so the intention is to, um, because I believe with content, you can influence a certain audience. And I would want to influence the younger generations because I feel they are the people that would bring through change because I think we slightly older, I think the older generation already have a fixed mindset sometimes and may or may not be open to newer ideas whereas the gen z is a little different uh you know uh, i think in terms of um, ideas they're very open to it the way they think about uh things are very different to probably how we might think of certain things and i think i would want to influence that uh generation and give them the platform uh to of course share uh, our views as well but you know influence them in a way that they take action so do you sort of source ideas suggestions feedback from them and then incorporate it into your content creation so there are two things sometimes ideas are uh, a lot of the ideas come from us but also it could be influenced because we are constantly consuming content around we are having experiences with people that are close to us or uh, we are experiencing even on a global level things that are happening so when ideas come they come through reference so if someone says that i have an original idea i'm sure it's influenced somewhere or the other so it's, it's the same with us i mean we also go through the process of like uh you know referencing we have a couple of things that we have uh had first-hand experience with which we sort of make a list of so on our weekly meetings when we do our weekly meetings we talk about it jam on it we think okay this has potential uh, this is something that girls would really relate to let's work on this so that's how we normally how go about yeah so i mean i think i mean you know we are influenced by pop culture we are influenced by global events we are influenced by as girls who are living in this current uh I mean, uh, I think metros at least, that's where it is. I mean, if I do have people who join me from other cities, I would love to sort of create uh, content that appeals to them as well. So where is the majority of your audience from? I mean, mostly it's metros. It's and metros yeah, right now. Yeah, so it's, and it's north and like Bombay north. Uh, south may a bit, not much. that okay. And we have people from US, I don't know why, but we also have people from the US who... We're not complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I have. And I'm, I mean, also the thing is that despite us 
see the upbringing and all of that might be different the class and all of that is different but you know i mean at the core you're still a girl you might still be molested whether you are in the us you are in uh, india or wherever so these core memories that you make you know traumatic or otherwise is universally relevant i would go a step further and say you it won't we don't even need to use the word might yeah it is a yeah, given yeah. that at some point in your life you will face this yeah i was <laughs> i was just telling you know my social media so we just keep throwing ideas at each other so i was like you know how there's this uh, creator who creates this one minute videos where he goes to he just i mean of course some of these are planted where he just meets people on the road and says uh, how much rent do you pay for your place and um, so they are like okay we pay so and so he's like can i come and visit uh, can huh, i check yes. so then he goes and he you know checks out oh, the yeah. place he sleeps on the bed so i was like what if we do a one minute series on anybody any age group of girls and ask them what is your molestation experience and i'm i bet i bet there'll be uh, like I I I don't think there might be one girl also who will not have one experience that she can you should share. do it. It'd and be I very was powerful. like exactly and I was like telling her that and I was like uh, but you know also the thing is sometimes we are a little hesitant to, uh, to sort of put certain content out because we've also had backlash in the past so we are a little this but I I I, I might just do it I don't know you like, should you yeah, definitely yeah. should talking about molestation and street sexual violence which is something I think most girls face apart from that uh, there are so many issues that young girls face in india today and um, i grew up in the 70s you grew up later after me but i think a lot of the issues still percolate right till date what yeah. would you say has not changed for young girls growing up today not changed not changed and what has changed Uh, I think I'll focus on the positive, which has changed. Uh, mm. A lot of us have become vocal, mm. and because of creators like us, I mean, at that point we were being seen as bold. Mm. That was the word, and I was like, "But we are talking normal things. We are these are normal conversations that shouldn't be had behind closed doors. These are normal conversations. Should like like periods. We had the period song, and this is a normal, regular conversation. It shouldn't make a guy uncomfortable. It's a bodily function, and that is so important to like." increase the generation of mm. uh, you know people so i feel like these we were normalizing things but we were called bold at that point and today it's not like i mean at least a lot of creators that are there who speak about it very openly it's being normalized so i think there are so many voices and i think that has changed a lot so i think i'll focus on that i mean of course like government policy wise in terms of change there's so much that could be done unfortunately politicians themselves have a different mindset where people say that you should stay at home you shouldn't wear clothes like this you shouldn't go for evening sh- classes after 8 exactly okay. so if there are i mean and this is imagine on a policy level, level. if you are sort of creating that sort of a space for women how do you expect them to be secure hmm exactly So there are those things but I mean I would focus on the positive which is there has been so much of change. What do you think are the issues that the Gen Z girl faces today? I would not be able to comment on that <laughs> at the moment <laughs> because I feel like there is so much uh you know and that's happening there's a lot of like information overload I think uh there's always this thing about having options of doing whatever we want to do if i don't feel like following this career path i i want i don't uh, and there is the thing that we had about loyalty about working like i mean i remember when i was 
uh, working with Prahlad. So I started off as, a, I would say the word is slave because I really worked hard over there. So as a slave, when I worked over there, my thing was like, I'm getting to learn and earn at this place. And this is going to sort of put me to the next level because I meet so many people. I learn from a legend. And so today's generation doesn't have that. It's like they will not even answer your call sometimes if they feel like they don't want to work they're just like they just shut off <laughs> but there are of course there they're they are also vocal on certain things and I think that is nice so you have to I think I was re just recently reading this podcast about how to get the best out of people especially from this whole work from home situation so how do you get the best without having this like you have to work for eight hours it's not the eight hours it's the outcome of even if you work for three hours, you know, how how do you make that work for you? And I feel like that's the generation that who's also going to teach the other generations that this is a great way to work because uh, that's important. Plus, I think Gen Z is very well aware of mental health, uh, you know, how you have to uh, stay uh, fit, focus on experiences. I want to travel. Mm -hmm. I want to do all of that. So I think that's very important. And I think like my motto is always about maximizing your life. And I think uh, the Gen Z have it right that way. Lovely. Yeah. And we take a short break now. We are chatting with Tracy D'Souza. We'll be right back. And we're back and we're chatting with Tracy D'Souza. Tracy, we were just talking about how this generation is very good with knowing how to set their boundaries with work, whereas we were slaves in our time. As a creator, because you need that mind space and that blankness to create, you can't be constantly creating, but the nature of the beast is such in content creation that you have to be constantly creating, right? So how do you man manage that dichotomy? So uh, I, I actually just also want to clarify the slave bit. I think the slave bit is something that I've self-imposed huh. because of the fact that I had those perceptions about, you know, working and being that way is because that was my thought. I think all I of us are that, yeah. at that age. Yeah, here. but it doesn't matter to me now. Like today I know mm. I could walk out. Like I have said no to like big monies and stuff like that because they have not worked or synced or aligned with my beliefs. So I think, uh, you know, I'm that uh, just clarifying on that. Mm -hmm. In terms of content creation, I think, um, you know, there are, like I still don't work under pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, my belief is currently is that uh, mental health is very important to me and the people that I work with do I enjoy working with them okay. if I feel that you know that doesn't work if I feel that I'm not excited about creating something I will not do that I will pause it we do but we also do have content that we create and bank mm -hmm. so for the days that we are not in the mood, mood. okay we so have content as backup that is released and there are days where I'll just like just say don't release anything today Okay. I'll be like, no, don't release. It's okay. That's okay. But I mean, I, I, you know, I can somehow, like I said, that's why as a solopreneur, I think that's the difficult part of it is that I'm still learning that I have to, you know, be a little more, uh, I would say, slightly more strict with myself in terms of, you know, I should ensure that I, you know, create more in a certain way and not let my emotions be like, oh, no, no, let, don't, don't worry, don't do it today. It's all right. Just leave it. <laughs> but so, that's yeah. a tough call to take in a yeah. space where you constantly have to be putting out stuff. True. But, you know, my also, also my thing is that with like, for example, Insta, Insta, I allow that because I know that, you know, putting out content every day also could be, I mean, I think the algo works in a certain way where you have to give Insta a break. So, uh, so I'm like, I, I also keep that at the back of my mind. I have that. So then I'll be like, okay, today you can, you okay. cannot put out a 
these is okay lovely so yeah yeah when you are a creator it's very important to keep also feeding yourself with creative things so how do you do that so um i consume a lot of content and um, watch a lot of shows uh, watch a lot of content that other creators create and sometimes it's interesting the format so i get influenced sometimes i'm like let's try and experiment uh, something of our own because that will then create uh, our own voice and strengthen our voice so that's always there but in fact recently i decided that i'm going to stop all my subscriptions to all the ott platforms because mm-hmm. i was consuming a lot of content as opposed to creating so i was like you know let me just uh, because if i don't have the subscription i will not watch but that's not true because then i'll be on insta more <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know it's so funny is that i have a different uh, phone uh, for all my other work in insta and all of that and i have notifications off on my main account but yet i end up and i have you know uh, you have that time limit that you can put on the app usage mm-hmm. my uh, time limit is 15 minutes for the day that i can use insta but i'm very sure that i have crossed that time limit and i use it for like a hour or so in a day so do you tend to consume content within your space or do you tend to go across different uh, you know um, verticals in terms of uh, content when you get inspired it's not just one thing i think uh, you know so i do insta i do um, i've read so i've started reading the game of thrones again oh lovely um so i read and um, it's like really huge the book so and yeah, i've yeah, not yeah you, you can know, really i don't kill have somebody else yeah. so, so like read yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hurtful but you know it's so interesting and i've uh, i've started liking it again whereas i do audio books and summaries of audio books you know summaries <laughs> summaries directly that is like blasphemy to a writer's <laughs> heart no, so please don't listen to a summary is itna mehnat karke we write the whole book no i mean i'm <laughs> saying that in terms of consuming content so we end up consuming so much that you know you you are smart with time then uh-huh. with all due respect so um, so yeah so i consume all formats of content and i get inspired by all forms of content also a lot of it comes from personal experience like i uh, we're discussing ideas about these uh, whatsapp behavior and uh, you know now with the whole 24 hour disappearing one and the thing when people delete it and then they you know they assume you've not seen it but you have a notification that had popped up where you saw the message mm-hmm. so all these little things so we were thinking of let's do something around that for example so there's a lot of uh, inferred lived experiences that also sort of mm. flows into our content so it's not just about consuming what's there available around Do you sometimes feel that you need to stop consuming content because we're really bombarded with a lot of content? Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, also, uh, you know, like I don't know what the one two years are called, what generation they are, because like I have a niece who's one year and who's already on the phone constantly, and um, so her mother tries to limit that screen time because she's so addicted to that content. And the moment she knows she's eating, she needs a screen. Mm-hmm. So now the food has been associated with. consuming content and the screen so it's very bad for the generations that are coming uh, and that was my intention with putting 15 minutes limit to my insta it has been difficult but uh, i do feel that it's important to limit consumption mm-hmm. and uh, that's where i think the whole experiences of vipassana or getting out into just like a road trip uh, which i have done like last uh, two months prior i had gone to goa on my own Dr- drove down and i've never done that and uh, 
it was torture in one way but uh, you know because i've never done that and it's out of my comfort zone but it was an experience and i loved the feeling of just like driving around aimlessly in goa doing things and uh, fortunately i didn't have great network in some areas fortunately so, yeah yeah fortunately, fortunately because i mean privacy and uh, having your space is luxury these days so absolutely yeah being off the grid is a luxury these yeah, days yeah totally i was also wondering tracy as a woman who has been a creator for a very long time have you seen any shift in the way we are creating content i see this entire skew towards a consumerism b advice giving and see the fashion content which is gaining primarily which is you know really huge right now but content such as yours which is fun informative touches on issues there's a very minuscule percentage of you who continue to make that kind of content which is important and relevant and necessary but we seem to be giving the rest lot more weightage why do you think this is happening and what do you see are the trends i mean i gave you my distinct perception of the trends but so i think this is a very personal uh, you know point of view and i i don't think i could comment on a whole but as a girl i mean um, i think life has to be wholesome mm. so you will have the fashion side where some of your insecurities play and come up and are triggered and you will have your core beliefs where you just want to be and not do anything you will have the side where you want to be an activist or or speak up for certain mm. things you might be someone i mean i mean as a person you could be any of these at any point of time hmm. and so all these content whether if it's fashion or it's informative or it's even food for example all of this is content that may or may not add value to a girl's life uh, even but even so creators are able to voice or create a voice for themselves through this content they feel empowered by this content and i don't think i could say that this is right or wrong not right or wrong yeah. just in terms of trends in terms of trends i mean yes i've seen fashion and it's also because i mean we are in a capitalist ecosystem where we do function on sort of selling insecurities and making sure like the cream that i use will not be uh, you know like i mean another gender may not be able to use that same cream though it's cream on the skin and that skin could also be different cream for my under eye and different cream for my feet and you know all of that so we are constantly selling this to girls so if we have for such a long uh, you know for decades have been doing this so it is in our dna now so as girls we feel like when someone does fashion related content like in fact this is just an uh, discussion that we had on the last meeting so my uh, social media manager is very gen z and she was like um, you know i would love if someone does uh, someone who has my type of a body um, a sort of a body dynamics in that sense i don't know what do you say like a pear shape so someone who is a pear shape tells me what sort of clothes will look good or bad or whatever so i said but would you want to promote the fact that you know you should wear clothes that these clothes make you look good or promote the fact that you should wear what makes you feel comfortable and she said yeah ma'am that's right i think we should not do it <laughs> so i said okay so and and the idea is and that's what i want to do is i just want to create a platform where people can have conversations and they can drive their own uh, you know 
I mean, they can analyze it and drive their own judgments out of it. Wonderful. So coming back to the content, I think because from you know what we've come through, I think we've always focused on fashion. Glamour is something that all of us sort of uh, have looked up to. It's only now that we have become more conscious. There are voices that speak about different things. And though we might be a minority, I think in, in every girl, there is that feeling of like, I should do better for myself and for others. What next from Oh My Girls? So I would love to do shows. Uh, and my intention with Oh My Girls is not just content. I also want to do a lot of community-driven activities like events, you know, like the female only trek or uh, like, for example, investments and money. Lovely. Uh, you know, for example, Web3 and crypto, uh, for example, mental health. So anything that's just female focused, like create opportunities where people can uh, mentorships, for example, you know. It'll be great to do something like that. So I am looking for partners. Hopefully, I find uh, the right strategic investors also to uh, create a good uh, action-driven community. I hope you get them. And all Thank the you. very best, Tracy, for all you do. Thank you so at much. At Oh My Girls. With that, it's a wrap on this episode of Chasing Creativity. We were chatting with Tracy D'Souza of Oh My Girls. And see you soon next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Chasing Creativity. I wanted to say thank you to Amazon Music once again for partnering with me on this episode of this podcast.